You're listening to the Casual Swinger Podcast. As your hosts, we need to warn you that the material you're about to hear may be sexual or explicit in nature. This podcast is intended for an adult audience. Now, we don't expect you to act like adults. What's the fun in that? We're a married couple living in Florida with over 13 years of experience in the lifestyle, and we take almost nothing seriously. Casual Swinger is a variety show, meaning we'll cover everything from music to events, travel, and even the occasional hilarious screw-up. Our show is about entertainment. We're not licensed professionals. Had anything. And our stories, commentary, and guidance should not be confused with the opinions of a licensed professional. Now that you know, let's take those pants off and get comfy. Welcome back to another episode of Casual Swinger. I'm your co-host, Mallory. I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> Introduce yourself, fool. Oh, hi. Oh, Mickey. <laughs> Hi, Mickey. I'm Eeyore. Yeah, a little bit. Thanks to see you again. It's been a while. I've missed you. It's been a while since we've been in these chairs. Yeah, I know. I don't really think that uh, we expected to take the little hiatus we did, but we got yeah. back from our trip and we were just, we needed to reset. We yeah. To calm down a little bit. and Recover. We've been so busy leading up to the trip and meeting new people and then the trip was just crazy town yeah man and we'll get into that a little bit later so we titled this episode episode 13 of season three um meet the new boss yeah another song title episode Why i not? love it and who, who is that by who's that by the <laughs> really no come on a bunny it's the who i know that's, that's why i said see told oh, you who's that by i got it all mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. i'm a little slow i'm your i already <laughs> told you i'm in a bad mood today i'm sorry you're in a bad mood it's all right but it's true. But yes, we did interview with Dermot DeLucre for this episode. And we got to sit down. We were actually the first people to sit down. This was his first day yeah. at the resort. Literally day one. So we we were the first podcast, the first anybody to in- interview Dermot, which I think was really cool. But we kind of sat on it. We didn't release this. And I think it was important for us. And of course, we needed the reset. But... You know, we got home and just the world was going COVID crazy. Everything was going crazy. I mean, the temperature of the climate post-election, COVID, and then, you know, shit in our personal lives. It was just, it was a lot to take in. And it was so shocking to the system when we got back that we had to take that step back. And we thought it was the right decision once again to to pull back and go, we're, we're not going to do this just yet. It doesn't feel right just yet. Yeah. And I think it, the other thing is we didn't want to really come across like we were celebrating that we were at Hito yeah, you know, yeah. when everybody else is stuck at home. It, and, exactly. But it is Dermot's, it was Dermot's first day and he has a lot to bring and a lot to offer. And I think a lot of people want to know who he is and who they're going to be dealing with, whether you're a group leader listening to the show or somebody that just goes to Hito as, as a customer, a mm-hmm. uh, guest rather. But I think that everybody's going to benefit a little bit from hearing some of the unique things about this guy and, you know, Kevin Levy, who was the prior GM at Hedonism, really, I mean, he was long-term, long-tenure. Uh, you know, the staff knew him very well and knew how to work with him. So I think everybody wants to know more about this guy and how they're going to be able to work with him and what he's going to bring that's different than the previous GM. Oh, absolutely. And and Kevin literally grew up at Hedo. I he mean, he, he had been there so long. And so when the old guard and, you know, and it changed to the new guard, what I really loved about Dermot is... Upon our first meeting, he's very warm, very open, and very accessible. Oh, very. And you see him all over the resort. He's everywhere. I feel like some of the culture 
is going to change for the better, which it's already a fantastic culture when you go there and the staff is just absolutely amazing. But I think it's going to change some things for them in, in a good way. Yep, I think so too. And I think that his experience in history and five stars like the Mandarin Oriental, for example, which mm-hmm. is a legendary hotel, uh, being a manager at that hotel and then coming to Hito, which... You know, obviously, Hito's not going to be a five-star. It was something I was concerned about. Like, are you going to turn this place into a five-star with five-star prices? And his answer is in the interview. I'm not going to give it to you right now. But that was something I was really concerned about as a guest is, you know, it's already, I mean, one of the most common things we hear from our listeners who go, hey, we really want to go to Hito with you, but holy shit, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And it, it, is. it isn't if you look at everything you get. But, you know, if you're not a drinker, then it's it's not as valuable. If you're not a scuba diver, it's not as valuable. There, there's things that deteriorate that value. Sure. And if you're going to a, a, a resort that's already expensive and find out they're going to raise the prices to become a five-star, that would be terrifying. So No, that's a those are excellent points. And I'm going to give a little spoiler away because this just made me laugh every time like we go back and, and re-listen to the interview, is that he apologizes for not being a swinger. I know, right? <laughs> it seems to be a running thing. Why does everybody apologize <laughs> to us for not being know. a swinger? It happened on consenting adults, and it, it's happened. It's happened so many. They're like, you just make it seem so normal. Oh, the alabaster scrotum. Yeah, he was like, I, I feel like I should apologize for not being a swinger. We people keep doing. It. I, I don't know, but I, I hope it's, I hope it's a positive thing where we're taking the taboo and we are normalizing it. Like that's how I want to feel. I would really hate to think that we're yeah, be- putting the us. message out that. There's something wrong with you because you like monogamy. Right. Like, you suck. You, you're, you're weird. Boring. Well, maybe we're just the Warden June Cleaver of the lifestyle where everybody's like, oh, well, you guys are so normal. Hey, that's okay. Yeah. I, I mean, wouldn't mind that. I was in the garage. I busted every knuckle this weekend working on stuff in the garage. So I was doing a lot of cussing. That's what normal guys do. Like Ward Cleaver, he cusses in the garage. Really? Drinks and... They just cut that out of the episodes? Yeah. He drinks oh, okay. to excess and screams at machinery in the garage. Right on. I, I've decided that's what okay, happens. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll play your silly game. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway. Well, June's masturbating in the kitchen between, you know, meals. Uh, she's riding on the dryer. <laughs> no, it's the washer and the spin cycle. That's what it is. <laughs> I forgot about that. Right. Anyway. So, yeah, we have been quiet lately, guys. We came back from, from our trip and... Just needed to reset. We'd been really busy. Had gone on a bunch of dates and hung out with people. And we just kind of told everybody, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we had a lot of personal stuff going on. Uh, let's be really fucking transparent here. Holidays are hard for you and I emotionally and mentally, right? You know, we've had a lot of loss over the years and it's just, it, it's tough, right? And I'm over here overcompensating. It literally looks like Christmas vomited in our house. Our house. That's all I've done is decorate. Our house looks like Macy's is like, hey, we got a bunch of extra shit. Let's just hang it all in your house. It's un- We have how many six fucking Christmas trees? Well, I, you say that and people are going to think I have like six 12-foot trees in our house, and I don't. I mean, some of them are smaller, but we do have quite a few. One of them is legitimately Charlie Brown's Christmas it tree. It is. Though. It is. It's, it's like this little branch with one little ornament. It's adorable. I love Charlie Brown. You're my Charlie Brown. Oh, my. I'm definitely Charlie Brown. I love you. Anyway. I just, anyway, but hey, yeah, well, let's talk about dealing. casual toys for a minute because we got some thanks we got to give people. A hell of a lot of thanks. Yeah, we really do yeah you know we've seen a a lot of people like you know purchasing on the site we've sold the hoe bags which 
I'm so excited for those because I, I really put my heart and soul into them. And I you did. I, I can't. I love it when we indirectly give people orgasms like they get. It feeds part of my soul. Oh, no. Every time we hand out when we go to the resorts or whatever, and we give out vibrators. We're like, here, I'm responsible for your next orgasm. Yeah. And we've been talking to a lot of people and giving advice or at least recommendations or, or helping them kind of sort out what they think, you know, is best. And in, in, in and of itself, that's a lot of fun to do as well. It is. I, I really love helping people. And they do reach out right there on casualtoys.com in the bottom right-hand corner. There's a little chat bubble. And that goes more or less directly to our cell phones. Mm-hmm. And we're able to give you guys some guidance and some direction on what you're looking for, whether it's a gift or whether it's something for yourself. But the thing I really want to thank people for is just the support, the shares from our fellow content creators. That's true, yeah. And, and just the, I mean, Double Date Nation has had a Casual Toys ad running at the top of it for like four months now. Those guys are amazing. We, we don't pay them a dime. You know, our, our friend Mike at ASN Magazine has been promoting Casual Toys as well and Casual Swinger as well. You know, this year has been a banner year for Casual Swinger and Casual Toys. We've had so much growth. We've had so many new people talking to us, following us on Twitter, following us on Instagram. But Casual Toys has has just grown. I, I think the number was 1,200% over last year. That's amazing. And now, granted, we're, n- we're never going to retire off oh, no. of this because oh, no. it is it is something fun that we love doing, right? And we don't monetize the podcast. It's just this is what we do to try to make sure we can continue to, to record and support that. Yeah, it's and, still lost money. I do need to say oh, that we still lost uh, money. On 100%. <laughs> 100%. But you know what? That's okay. I feel so good about all the wonderful people out there that, that love us and support us and, and want to help and I really don't have words for it. I just feel so grateful because it, it's not expected. I never expected people to back us like they did. No, we really didn't. And for any of you that are listening to this today, tomorrow, because we're recording this on a Tuesday, which is completely out there, uh, it, this week is the last week to order if you want to get it before Christmas. As a matter of fact, Thursday is pretty much it. So Thursday would be December 17th. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. December 17th, maybe December 18th if you put two-day shipping in. Uh, but, I mean, it's just stuff's taking a few days to get out right now. Yeah. It's just if you want it there by Christmas, you need it there by Christmas. Absolutely. If you want to pick up one of those casual ho-ho-ho bags. Yeah, anyone that's been doing any traditional shopping online outside of, you know, Amazon um, or works in an industry where you deal with shipping, we all know, like, there's going to be delays around the holiday, but this year is exceptional with all the other factors. Like, it's just... Yeah, yeah, they're be- they're behind. They're overloaded. You know, speaking of casual toys, though, and kind of getting away from from the Christmas thing, I gotta give a shout out to Steve and Jacksonville. <gasps> yes, yes. Now they're the couple that posted about the unique condoms, right? Yes. Like they actually posted a picture of him wearing it. Yes, and on I, his penis. I hope I described it accurately. I I think you did, and, and, and it, it was a very lovely penis. Well, I'm glad you appreciated it. I. I actually vacillated on whether I should post that or not on our feed because I'm like, that's a dick. (laughs) It is a penis. That's fair. And and it was a penis of note, but still, uh, you know, we were like, "Eh." but you know what? We'd never actually shown anybody what the condom looked like. I was like, fuck it. Condoms go on penises. Here we go. So we went ahead and put it out. But, you know, those condoms, I said they were game changers. I talked about how Mm -hmm. different they made the lifestyle experience for me. 
Matter of fact, we created an ad, which I will throw on the end of this episode for you guys, for Jay and Angie of Average Swingers. Yeah, that's true. We did. And uh, it was just for these condoms. They are three times thinner than latex. They are three times stronger than latex. They have no smell. They're hypoallergenic. They have a little skirt around the bottom that helps protect your balls from skin-to-skin contact. Not only that, they work with any kind of lubricant, including coconut oil or oil-based lubricants. They are amazing. They're otherworldly. Yeah. And they come with a leprechaun. No, they don't. You said they were made by leprechauns, and I looked it up. That was a lie. Oh. Um, No, you're absolutely right. I'm sensitive to smell, so that's something that I generally don't like about latex condoms. But, you know, hey, it was a necessary evil at the time. And I also learned about the certain lubes, like coconut oil, that degrades the actual, you know, structure of the latex. Which is something I didn't know. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, this hits all the marks. Now, are they cheap? No, not necessarily. No, they're a premium brand. They're definitely definitely premium, but, you know, anyone who's got allergies or you're looking for a vegan option, like, I didn't know that that was a thing. Wait a minute. I'm not vegan. Are they edible? They're not edible, but they're not made from animal or animal byproducts, so. I don't understand the whole vegan thing. So, do you have to eat it for it to be vegan? No. (laughs) I don't have time to explain this to you. Oh, okay. We'll have our listeners write you and 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 get you woke. All right. All right. Apparently, all right? apparently I need wokeness. <laughs> yeah, you do. Up in my life. <laughs> but that's true because for say you're a vegan and you have a latex allergy, typically the lambskin is the only option. And with it being vegan, it's not an option. So what do they do? Mm-hmm. And I looked at the non-latex vegan-friendly brands. And I'll tell you what, I opened one of them. Even lambskin smells horrible. And just the thought of using it, I can't. I just can't. And well, I, I eat meat. Yeah. But I, mean, it was, I just It was can't. in a lamb. It was a lamb. It was like, actually part of a lamb. And so that's kind of, I guess, as a guy in the lifestyle, uh, in particular, you know, one of my favorite things is, is oral. And when you're really in the moment and you're just kind of wrestling around in mm-hmm. bed, you know, sometimes you do go back and forth. You you kind of alternate between having sex and oral. Yeah. And you go down after you've been having sex with somebody with a condom mm. on, and you're like, whoa, I smell Halloween costume yeah. pussy. Like, mm, chemicals. Mm, delicious. Yum, 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 yum. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ew. Yeah. Mm, you taste like a grocery bag. <laughs> like. <laughs> so uniques stop that from happening. You get down there, and it's just as springtime fresh as it was before you jumped in bed. <laughs> Are you a a douche commercial now? I'm a douche canoe. (laughs) Summer's Eve. That's right. All right. Wow. Does your pussy smell like creek water? We're we're definitely out of practice because we keep going off in these little rabbit holes. So I'm going to bring it back in. All right. So um, did we talk about Liberator yet? No, and I think we should because we kind of quietly added it to casual toys, and we have a bunch of Liberator here. We've talked about this before, uh, you know, and we'll talk about this in a second, but we recently became more empty nesters than we were before. We now have three empty guest rooms in this house, and it's, I think one of those rooms has kind of kind of become a Liberator showcase. Oh, please, 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 please. I'm so excited. I think we're going to go ahead and put the S in there this weekend mm-hmm. and test it out and make sure we like where it sits in the room. Yeah. Hint, hint, wink, wink. And then, of course, we got the wedge, and we're going to have the flip stages here soon and a few other things. But, you know, there's a lot of really cool things that Liberator does, but Liberator's all about positioning for your bedroom adventures. Yes, which is really important. I am in this age range where I'm still in really great health. 
I'm not exactly a spring chicken, but I'm not in, you know, you know, square in the middle age. I'm, I'm on the, on the beginnings of middle age. At least that's what I'm telling myself. No, we keep doing it. I find I can't hold the positions that we used to do without some help. Right. You know, yeah, it's like, harder to do monkey sex my, as you get older. My knees hurt. Shit pops and cracks and it's a little embarrassing. And I even if I like the position, like holding it and I'm like, oh, I got a cramp in my back, like using the wedge and the pillows and stuff really do help me. And it allows me to hold that position. And I think in a lot of ways, you're not making up for me not holding the position by trying to hold me up to and still do your thing. Well, yeah, because you do have expectations of me when I'm back there. I do, and I just made it sound like I'm lazy as fuck in bed. Yeah, that's kind of how it sounded. But hey, yeah. if you too are lazy as fuck in bed, <laughs> Liberator is the right product for you. They're, they're wedges, they're cushions. They have actually toys that help you masturbate too because a lot of these toys have mm-hmm. uh, spaces to put your favorite vibrator in so you can oh. fuck the crap out of the pillow how while yeah. you get fucked. Hell yeah, that's that's why I love my wedge because my wedge has the Hitachi Magic Wand insert. Mm, so like true. I literally can just whoop, put it in there, lay across it, and I'm off to town. Little little grinding action, and I'm good. Ten yeah, minutes. Ten minutes. I'm done. She's got a purple face and she's happy. Love it. So anyhow, what do we have going on coming up here soon? We have got again full holiday mode uh, in this house. It looks like Santa Claus threw up in it. A Hallmark store exploded. But all that's a really good thing because this weekend coming up, we have the Merry Swing Miss party coming up. And it's courtesy of Swinging Down Under and the amazing Kate. Yeah. Yeah. This is a virtual event and it's free, right? It's free as fuck. Yeah. So sign up. Uh, Again, it's this Saturday. We have an an adorable and hilarious surprise. Yes. We have a special guest coming. Yes. A very, very special guest. From a long way away. Yes. I hear it's cold where where they're coming from. Very cold. Okay. And, and we have a story that's been written about him. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding? So story we're going to have story time. time <gasps> I love As we sit around time. the Christmas tree. I love. And then we're going to have some giveaways and some fun games and, and other conversations and just drinking. And oh yeah. We're going to get fucked up. Oh, a hundred percent. It is the holidays. Oh yes. Okay. That's, that's literally. So this is what we do in my family at the holidays, by the way, we get really drunk and then tell each other about ourselves. So, or so, oh, so you guys have Festivus. Essentially, do you do, yeah. But, so do you do feats of strength? Well, we're a little old for feats of strength, so we just really insult the shit out of each other. Yeah. Just tell each other how much we suck this year. Yeah. But we've been doing that long before Seinfeld ever became a thing. Christmas was always a time for telling the other people how much of a failure they were this year. Oh, okay. I don't understand that at all. No, I, your family got, likes each other no, and we got, hugs and stuff. Yeah, and hugs and food. My family's like, I didn't wear my gun tonight. You're going to live. Oh, Oh, well, that's <laughs> shocking. And moving on. So if you want to sign up for the event, um, go to uh, our Twitter or Swinging Down Under's Twitter or Podcast Palooza's Twitter page and sign up there. Again, it is totally free. Lots of fun and surprises and drinking will be had. So what else do we have going on? Oh, we've got virtual podcast of Palooza coming that's, up in January. That's true. Kate's got another virtual event uh, pre the actual PCAP in May. So that's going to be held in January. That is a pay for event. I believe it's $30 to join in the fun. And again, uh, we'll be posting that on our Twitter page and in our show notes here for you to go sign up and join. Yeah. So that's, you know, it's funny. We haven't had a lot of signups for virtual PCAP yet. I think it has more to do with Christmas right now because this event is actually crazy good for the price. Oh, at $30, you have 11 hosts, mm-hmm. a DJ, 
and a performer, mm-hmm. a burlesque performer. So there's going to be like really fun and cool shit to do Absolutely. during virtual PCAP. Absolutely. Uh, and it may be hard to like get your mind wrapped around it with preparing for the holidays. But remember that there's that January lull that happens. And everyone's looking around like, okay, we got through the holidays and we're still kind of sequestered. Now what do we do? That's your thing. Yeah. And we have an hour on on Friday night, and then we also have a mingler on Saturday afternoon Woo-hoo. with Double Date Nation. Love it. Which is Dave and Andy, and we're not sad about that at all. Not even a little bit. No, no, not even a little. So that's going to be exciting. And, of course, we still have rooms available, and this is like we're just kind of getting down the line here, guys. I know we're just kind of all over the place, but we have rooms still available for February with Rachel's Rascals. And, of course, a special announcement for this, which oh. is really exciting. Oh, my God. This is, like, the coolest thing ever. So we were lucky enough to to meet and befriend some listeners. And they're absolutely amazing, beautiful couple. And surprise, they'll be having their nuptials on this trip in Jamaica with us. I'm so excited. Like, I love weddings, but keto weddings. Like, come on. Does that mean? Wait a minute. You, you, I, don't, I thought you said they were going to have sex. Oh, well, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, probably. Isn't that what nuptials are? Nuptials? No. 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 Sorry. I, you're, you're the wordsmith. Don't even <laughs> play with me. And I actually paused to think about that. I was like, is that what that means? Did I use that inappropriately? No, you're perfect. That's uh, fine. Yeah, we met these guys actually locally here, and they're going to get married to Hito. So that's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be in February. If you want more information, feel free to come check us out on casualspringer.com. Travel with us. It's on the left-hand side. Go down to it. You can send us your information, and we'll send you all the information, including rates. Or you can just go straight to www.rachelsrascals.com. That's R-A-C-H-A-L-S rascals.com. And get information on the trips that way. Now, last but not least, PCAP. PCAP 2021 is coming up in Miami. Make sure to check that out at www.podcast-a-palooza.com and select your room category and get in on the fun. We're going to be there with a lot of these other hosts in person, live, in living color. Woo-woo. With for you. No tops. That's right. Topless party. Mm-hmm. Titties out. I love boobs. But I'm really looking forward to seeing what this event becomes because, you know, Kate and I were talking last night and we decided we're the worst business people in the lifestyle because we're both losing a shitload of money. But, you know, it's not her fault. I'm just bad at it. She got screwed by COVID, right? Her whole event got shut down. And I can't wait to see what this girl pulls off. I genuinely mean this from the bottom of my heart, guys. This is one of the most just attention to detail oriented people I've ever met. Uh, I would say fastidious, but it's not a negative thing. Like sure. Her attention to detail is just, just so it's It's on, it's unmatched. And, and in my business, I work with some people that stand up events from, you know, uh, a a very specific perspective, but a lot of them do the full scope of work and no one, no one I've ever come across matches her talent and her dedication. So I'm excited. I think it's going to be and become the lifestyle event. I do too. I really do. So before we move on to this interview with Dermot, Mm -hmm. and I love this interview. I love the time he spent with us. Uh, It's Christmas time. So we made some music for this episode and made sure that everybody, you know, it's what we do at the holidays. We're festive. Very festive. The house is festive as fuck. You know, if you had to say something that you're really, truly grateful for in this season at the end of this year in the lifestyle, what would it be? Because this is like the end of our second full year as casual swinger. That's true. 
Wow, what am I most grateful for this year is, God, this is going to sound cheesy. It's friendships, the new ones, the ones that have been nurtured from, you know, the year or years previously. I mean, it means a lot, especially as an adult, because I think without the lifestyle, there's no chance that these connections would have been made and not at this level. Mm -hmm. And it really does warm my heart to know that I have not just people that I want to have sex with, because a lot of these people in the lifestyle that we're friends with were just that, that I have people that understand me and I can talk to and laugh with and share with and be my most authentic self with. And that's, to me, that's priceless. Yeah. Is that cheesy? No, I don't think it's cheesy at all. Uh, I think it's, it's all, it's all inclusive. It's very lifestyle of you, Yeah, you know, to include all the friendships. Uh, You know, I would say, what about you? And, and, for me, uh, it's kind of twofold because as casual swinger, I'm just grateful for the interaction of the community. I mean, we've made friends all over the world because of this show, and it's just the coolest thing in the world. But if I had to be really succinct and say, as Mickey and Mallory, what am I grateful for? I'm just going to put a point on it and say Derek and Jess. Aww. Yep, that's probably the most connected I've ever been to another couple when, that's when we're true. in lifestyle. We- and- they, that, they get us on every level. Yeah, and that that came, I don't want to say out of nowhere, but it was very unexpected. Very. Ex- very. Extremely unexpected. And, man, when it hit, it hit hard. Yeah. And we went, oh, my God, this is that lightning in a bottle. This is what we've been talking about for all these years. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the lightning in a bottle. It's more than that. And, yeah, you're right. I was trying to be... You know, a oh. little more broad in my statement, but I, I have to agree with you. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, and, and I could list off 30 other names that are, you know, 9.9s out of 10 and just everything that we love about our, our friends. But sometimes you just meet an 11 and and that's what it was. I mean, that's those guys are awesome and just great friends and invested in our lives and, and our kids love them. And like they're just they're vanilla friends that are more. Yeah. And, but I mean, I'm also so grateful for the Jack and Kissies and the Mitch and Cindy's. Uh, I mean, the, the folks that contribute to this show and make this show better. Yeah. Uh, you know, everything I, I ever wanted in life, you can't fit under a tree. And I figured that absolutely. out over the last couple of years. Oh, I love that. And you're right. And the, the immense amounts of support and it never fails having a rough day, not in a good mental space. And we get, we get a note on Cassidy or through the mm-hmm. website just saying, Hey guys. Thanks. Love you. And I, again, I, I met a loss for words at times, but that, that feels so good. It, it really does. Like, thanks for sharing and dedicating your time because it's precious. Time is very, very precious. It and is. the fact that they spend a minute of it listening to us or participating. Like, again, I, I don't know what to and say. And they take that extra minute to send us a message on, again, SDC, SLS, Cassidy, Double Date Nation, and, or send us a direct email. And yeah. that... I mean, you know what really bums me out, though? They're always surprised that we write them back. Really? And I'm like, why in the world would you be surprised? We're making this for you. Yeah. This is what we, you're the person we do this for. You and you and you and you and all of you. And it's so much fun to hear that you enjoyed it. And that does make our day. And it our really response does. always starts with, thank you for spending your time with us. Yeah, and I hope that doesn't sound like conceited or like vapid or anything. But it, it really does. It warms my heart. Yeah, and my mama cool. said, "Always make sure you say thank you." Yeah, well, here we are saying thank you at Christmas time, and part of that thank you is traveling around. 
to meet and interview people like Dermot DeLucre. Uh, that was his first day at the resort. We made sure we were there to interview him. He had two weeks of quarantine. We showed up, much like when I went down for the reopening of the resort mm -hmm. and talked about it, podcasted about it. We met with Dermot. We did this for you guys, and we hope you enjoy it and get to uh, meet the new boss. All right, guys. Enjoy, and thanks for coming back and hanging in there with us. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. You're listening to Casual Swinger. Well, thank you so much. I hope I hope my accent is okay for everybody. I mean, I, I, I appreciate I've come from the other side of the water. So I think we speak a little funny later. I, so. I think, yeah, I think it's great. Do you like it? Yeah. So introduce yourself and tell everyone where you're from. Okay. So my name is Dermot DeLucre, and I'm a, a very proud Irishman. But I've been wandering this planet of ours, working in hospitality for over 30 years. And um, I've done some fascinating stints in Asia. I worked with Mandarin Oriental and I've worked with intercontinental hotels in Europe, all across continental Europe. Uh, I've worked in the States for a short while, but my big passion in life and, and the love of my life is the Caribbean. And I discovered the Caribbean about maybe 12, 14 years ago when I went to Barbados for the first time. And uh, it was so good I stayed and didn't go home and got a job there. <laughs> and wow. I loved Barbados and I was there for a number of years and then had to leave because of circumstances but I always wanted to get my way back and it took me wow nearly 10 years of sort of trying so if you're out there never give up if you've got a dream just keep plugging and I eventually got a job back in Turks and Caicos oh. and so I was there for three years and absolutely loved being back in the islands and island life and you know, hanging out and I went from there to the British Virgin Islands which is a, again a very different experience different part of the Caribbean and you know I think people see the Caribbean as like one name but mm -hmm. in fact you know the Caribbean make there's nearly 40 different countries in the Caribbean yeah. and they're all very different people very. and you know it's a bit like people in different states they've all got different traits and personalities and sure. Culture, it, food, it's a real landscape. journey you know you yeah. wander through St. Kitts People there are very different from the people in St. Lucia and all the rest of it, but they're all lovely, I suppose. That's my point. So. Yeah. You're incredibly well-traveled. And it, so I guess the first question I have for you is you have a lot of experience as an expat managing people in countries, and almost everyone that you manage is a resident of the country you're in. So there's a bit of a... I guess a cultural disconnect immediately when you come in as a manager and as a leader. But one of the things that I've heard, because I've asked about you from some of the staff, just to get there, you know, I'm not gonna tell you who it is, that was the agreement. Okay. <laughs> uh, but one of the first things that was brought up to me was that you put yourself in a two week quarantine and they said he leads by example. That's the first thing I noticed about him. Well, that's nice. I mean, it's a nice thing to do, but that was the law. And yeah. it would be terrible if I didn't follow the laws of the country I live in. Yeah. You know, Jamaicans are hugely proud people. I've worked with Jamaicans before. I would never disrespect Jamaica or its people. And, you know, I'm, I'm part of a team. That's the bottom line. We are a team. And when we do stuff, we do it together. And if we're successful, 
we're all successful. If we're not successful, then we're all not successful. But one way or the other, you know, we're in this together. And I believe in being respectful. I believe in, in you know, having a passion and pride. And Jamaicans have that in spades. So oh, I'm yes, going to stand with them, man. Yeah. You know? So is, is it different managing when you come in as, as an Irishman, but you're also well-traveled? And, and a whole there's over four hundred Jamaicans on staff here. So, is it how does the, I mean how do you communicate with them and, and show them as is that that's what you feel? I let you in the secret. Okay. Right? Long before the history of this country, if you go back, the bloodlines in this country are nearly a quarter Irish. There's been really? Irish people coming here for hundreds of years to work on the plantations and the farms here. And if you look at the place names of the towns and the names of the people here. There's a lot of Irish in this island, man. Yeah. So we're not so different. We're, I just, I come from an island that's on the other side of the Atlantic, but we're an island people, just like Jamaicans. <laughs> wow, that. that's a beautiful so way to go. put it, yeah. yeah. So what are you most excited about? I mean, you've only been here for how long? Two weeks. Two weeks. And I've just got out of quarantine and yesterday. Just... <laughs> <laughs> we're the first people you see. So <laughs> I'm like so excited just to be walking and talking. I mean, obviously, it's going to get. You do have a staff of over four hundred. It's going sure. to take some time to get to know everyone. Absolutely, um, they're very personal people. But uh, what are your your next steps now that you're out of quarantine? Is it getting your sea legs here? Very much so. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's a learning exercise. Mm-hmm. It's hugely about walking around, yeah. meeting people, talking to them. You know, feeling the place. I'm a big believer in emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. and that you kind of touch it, you walk it, you sit in the seat, and you say, "Oh, so that's." how the guest sees it, you know, or you stand alongside the guy pouring coffee and you say, oh, so that's, he really struggles to get coffee. That's why people wait for coffee. You know, it's, it's, you have to understand that. And from, you know, I sitting here don't deliver service. There's people out there, the great staff here that deliver service. So how can I ever sort of hope to have their respect unless I know what what their job is and how the challenges they face. So that's, for me, there'll be months of learning and and understanding and you know finding out where square pegs fit into round holes and vice versa and stuff and for them to get to know me too because you know they're going to have to trust me ultimately Mm -hmm. you know if they don't like me and they take against me I won't be successful and going back to my early point it's a team team. thing so they have to believe in me ultimately and they have to believe that I will do a good job and they'll have to sort of meet me talk to me and get to know me so that they trust me to do that good job. Wonderful. So some of the early guests that were here during some of your early tours at the resort mm. told me that, and I've been doing research on you for a while. <laughs> we're, so. we're not stalkers. <laughs> oh, shame. But they told <laughs> I was hoping to be stalked. <laughs> but they told me a story how you were speaking with an EC and you noticed that there was a squishy board. And that squishy board stopped you in your tracks and you checked it two or three times. Sure. And you made a note of it. Is your attention to detail that strong that even something so small as a squishy board catches your attention? Is that part of your process? Absolutely, it's part of the process. I mean, you have to be all the time out there looking at stuff. And in fact, I could drive myself mad because (laughs) I could see a million things that need fixing straight away. And it'll be like, oh, no, too much, stop. But, you know, it's an eye for detail. That's what, mm-hmm. and coming from my background in, in those hotels, it's that eye for detail is what's expected of you. And it's been part of my life for a long time. And I certainly want to try and bring that to the business here 
I want things to look right. I want things to look fresh, clean, ship shape. If something's broken, we need to get it fixed. And if we can't get it fixed, we need to know why we can't get it fixed. But I want, you know, that's a, it's also a leading by example thing, mm -hmm. right? The day might come when I don't have to step on a squishy board, but somebody else is going to step on that squishy board and say, hey, listen, I need to get this fixed. So that's ultimately what I'd like to get to. Mm -hmm. But right now I'm going to have to maybe fix a few squishy boards myself. <laughs> <laughs> So is this the first clothing optional resort you've worked with? Absolutely. Yes. This is a whole new, I'm new to the lifestyle. Yeah. I'm new to, to the whole experience and it's, it's a big adventure for me too. So It is. I'm interested to see um, your, your new engagements with you know, some of the clientele that comes here because it's all walks of life. You have sure. newness, you have you know, lifestyle, swinger couples, polyamorous couples. We have a few on site this week, which sure. is very interesting. I'm um, glad to see that. Um, yeah, I, I just lost my train of thought. You're going to have to edit that out. It's, it's going to be an adventure. Yes. You know, that's that's the thing. Yeah, it's new to me, but I'm, I'm not sort of like shocked if you're looking for that. I don't have the hair to stand up. So yeah. Straight away, I'm at a loss there. But you know what? I, I My whole life, yeah. when I've traveled, I've taken people as I found them. And I tell you what I do find. I find um, a great environment where people are very forgiving, non-judgmental, mm -hmm. where people, by and large, are actually very gentle. You know, I've worked in resorts where a hostile tiger mom is coming at you because she's dropped 25 grand on a vacation and little Johnny's just been sick because he's had 14 strawberry sort of pancakes or something. And believe me, I'll, I'll take a couple of swingers any day of the yeah. week. <laughs> It's a lot better. It's a lot better for you. Yeah. I've so. never seen a tiger in Jamaica. So. Yeah, right. but, so, go ahead. You know, so far it's been great. Will there be problems? Of course, there will. I mean, you get all kinds of challenges in this industry. You know, but the people who have been so nice to come up and talk to me and say hello, and when I've chatted to people, the goodwill that people have shown to me. You know, I mean, that's really nice. That's that's absolutely wonderful. So you know. After that, I'm a pretty non-judgmental person. As long as you're not harming small dogs, I'm cool. By the way, we're all dog people here. Yeah. Excellent. There you go. I have, I'm on my third rescue dog. Nice. So this one Let's is a see. Hurricane Irma, my oh, latest one. Really? That's our yeah. neck of the woods. Yeah. So you're in Orlando. Yes. Okay, well, I, sorry, we should be doing this on But uh, we found her 48 hours after Irma went through Turks and Caicos. Her mom had oh. been killed. And her and her two brothers under I'm a sorry. pine tree. So we brought them home and the other two went for adoption, but one came with us and didn't Aww. leave our side. So she's currently sitting in Dublin, you know, on her own bed and sort of being spoiled <laughs> rotten. It's, it is really hard not to spoil them. And we yeah. have a rule of thumb. We don't generally trust people who don't like dogs. There you go. I'm yeah. with that 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like it's really hard to understand a person that doesn't love dogs. Yeah. But. Yes. That's all right. Uh, so tell me a little bit about, you know, you come from Five Star. Mm. And there is, that's it, the distance between Four Star and Five Star. It really is, a, it seems like it should be more than a star. It's a tremendous difference. Yeah, sure. So you bring that level of attention to detail. You bring that background to this place. I think there are some people that might be concerned that Hito's going to take a turn maybe that results in it being too expensive 
because we have upped the level to a point where we're starting to try and compete with places that don't have the magic that sure. Gito has. Yeah. Uh, is it possible to bring five-star attention to detail and five-star management without, without five the star prices? prices? Yes. yes. <laughs> That's a great question. Well, I tell you what, here, if, it, if you can be assured by this, that was probably one of the very first things that Harry and I spoke about, right? And I suppose part of the aspiration was that Harry wanted a five-star approach to service without necessarily being a five-star hotel. So there are no butlers in the pipeline with white gloves and stuff like that. <laughs> but what there is probably in the pipeline is an attention detail. Uh, we, I, in my first talk with the team here, I spoke very passionately about exceptional service. And what we want to focus on is what does that look like in all our areas? Now, exceptional service, you've got really nice staff. You know, that it nearly is a kind of given. But what do you do? What's the extra thing you can do to really surprise somebody, to really make them say, wow, that was really nice. And we've been going around all the departments, talking to everybody and challenging them to say, you know, what can I do that's exceptional? That can make a memory, make somebody go, you know, I love Hedo, but that was just amazing. Or So the focus will be on that side of what we would call the five-star experience, mm -hmm. an exceptional service, a memorable encounter. What we do something, we do it in a way that you go, that was great. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that was really something, you know? So that's where the focus will be. It won't be particularly on sort of, we're not the Ritz-Carlton and mm -hmm. no immediate plans. So, you that's know, great. It'll be about that. I can tell you from firsthand experience, they're listening because yeah. there's two or three things I've noticed and the staff has always been wonderful here but a, a few events that have transpired over our week that I've identified and gone, wow, that was, that was really much more than <clears throat> above, above and beyond expectation. Okay, and so, that, you know, that's exactly yes. what I'm looking for. Yes. And that's what I want these guys to find because they are lovely, you're right. Yes. And they want to do a good job. You know, my job is, is more the coach. Yes. I kind of nudge in a direction. Mm -hmm. But let them do it. Do it. Yeah. And like nobody wants to look at my mug. They want to look at theirs. <laughs> no, I can give you a great example. So last night, uh, it's very full at Gala. Gala is sure. just yeah. crazy here. It's hard here. to find a table. Yeah. And we were walking through in Davian, who is a waitstaff. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, I will find you a table and I will come find you. Yes. Well, in the meantime, we had found some tables outside and put them all together and sat down. And I went and found Davian. I said, don't worry about it. And he came, now he was working the, the Harrison side of the mm -hmm. dining room. Sure. He went and brought us water and brought us setups and served us the whole time, despite us being nowhere near where he was supposed to be, yeah. because he had committed to finding us a table, and since we found our own, he took care of us anyway. And you know, that, that's fantastic. That's such a great endorsement, and that's exactly what it's about. You know, if there's more of that, We'll all be happy people. Yeah, right. <laughs> all the people have come here because that, that truly is what it's about. Yeah. And it's finding ways. Sometimes, like, your job isn't, is just to help other people do theirs. Yeah. And, and find the things that get in the way of them doing their job mm -hmm. and try and clear all that distraction, that noise out of the way so they can sort of focus in on doing their job. Mm -hmm. And I want them to be happy. I want them to be motivated. You know, they're worried about the future at the moment. You know, sure. everybody is, and and I I'm busy working away in the background, sort of looking at the future and saying, right, I want to make sure that this future is secure for them because that's what Harry wants too. Ultimately, yes. you know, he yep. cares 
unbelievably passionately. You have no idea the things, you know, that he feels about this place and um, that he wants to secure. And, and I'm sure he, he wants to leave a legacy yeah. in all kinds of ways. And, you know, it's my job to maybe help put that into sort of a practical way, yeah. fashion. Yeah. That's a great point. Have you ever worked with an owner like Harry? No, never. Yeah. Well, I've worked He's with some special. owners, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some eccentric bastards. Huh? I, I, I said it, I told him last night, it's a bit like being a road manager for the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a lot to do, but you know who the rocks are. Yes. That is a beautiful analogy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Harry has long been the point man here. Sure. Uh, you know, Hedo Harry. You see him here many, many days out of the year. All of the big trips... He is a walking, talking, living mascot for Absolutely. Yeah. But since you've come on, something I've heard from many people as well, even though you, you know, it was just before you came on the human quarantine, but even last night, it's something I've never seen out of a GM before. You were walking around and talking to people and you were visible. Mm. People were seeing you. People were getting to know you. You were introducing yourself. That's different. Hito hasn't had that before. Okay. Is well, that part of your approach, and why do you think it matters? I think, you know, this is a people business. Why do people come to Hedo to meet other people, mm -hmm. right? So we have all got to be, if you're not into yeah. people, this is the wrong result. <laughs> really? You, know? you fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Hello? So, you know, and I see it as part of the job. It's just about being about, about being open, being accessible. And, you know, it's accessible to the guests mm -hmm. and accessible to staff as well like they get confidence like I said earlier if they see you there beside them if you walk in their shoes a couple of steps yeah. I was up on the roof today for an hour no shit. I had to come down I was like I was starting to melt <laughs> I was right? but I mean like yeah, you're they, Irish you can't stay out yeah, too long. Absolutely, man. You know? <laughs> we're not built for this but you know like the roof we got some leaking problems last week no. and I was like so how do we fix this and the guys are saying well I told everybody that and I said well let's go on the roof and we'll find out so let's go and see how we fix this so were they a little know? taken aback that you wanted to get on the roof he said you're the first person in 30 years <laughs> <laughs> I, I absolutely love that so one of the things that the Mallory and I one of the ways that we do business is we love doing business with people we know sure so I'd love to help our listeners get to know you a little better. What are you passionate about in your personal life? Tell us about you. Wow, gosh, that's terrible. Um, <laughs> I'm passionate. I'm like I'm married and got a couple of kids who, you know, that's been a big part of my life for yeah. a long time, getting them up. And they're now at that stage, they're grown up. I'm passionate about my rescue dog from Turks and Caicos who, <laughs> you know, gets spoiled rotten. And... Honestly, this is going to be really boring, but, you know, I put so much into my work that yeah. I, I, like, have so little time. But, you know, I'm a secret classical music fan, but I never tell anybody because it sounds a bit geeky. <laughs> um, Not at all. I love, I love Cuban cigars um, and really nice red wine. So that's, those are my kind of vices. Um, I love to cook. I consider myself a, a lost masterpiece to the culinary world. <laughs> um, and you know what? That's it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to tell you I'm not a swinger. I'm, I'm, <laughs> That's okay. I think it's okay. It's <laughs> not, not my life. We don't judge you for no, it. No, it's, and I don't judge anybody else, but it's just <laughs> not my thing. But, you know, my vices are simple ones. Um, yeah. You know, if you can roll it up, age it, bottle it, 
or pan fried, I'm there. Excellent. <laughs> you know, that's usually the start of a good swinger date, too. Yeah, so. okay, okay. Well, you know, I might come around. Yeah. It just ends differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> I, I Maybe a little quieter. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no big bang? Yeah, right? <laughs> None whatsoever. That's crazy. So tell me, what do you think, what do you think's next for Hito? Well, you guys, I, I talked before we started recording about 30, 60, 90. I know that's probably a little premature. Uh, but I contended 30, 60. Yep. Is not as much as you would like mm-hmm. because, you know, we're in a very difficult period. I think travel is going to, you know, be in a difficult period for the next while because people's confidence in travel, I think, is going to be a struggle for the next while. So mm-hmm. that's going to take a while. I think we're, our thinking is that the second half of next year, I think people are going to come through this mm-hmm. either by vaccine or by sort of change in behavior so that cases come down. Mm-hmm. And I think there's going to be a huge pent-up demand mm-hmm. because people have put off a lot of travel and they want to reward themselves. And they want to say, hey, listen, I've come through the time of our era yeah. and I'm still here. So it's time to have a party. It's time yeah. to have some fun. Yeah. So I, we're, we think the second half of next year is going to be great. Mm-hmm. And we're planning for that a bit. We're going to sort of look at what we can achieve here. There are some things, and they're really boring stuff that needs fixing, like boilers and wiring and server upgrades yeah. and stuff. Which it's like stuff know, that matters. It's the, f- yeah. it's the really unfun stuff, but <laughs> it all needs doing. Yeah. And then we've got some, maybe we can sort of freshen up our food and beverage a little bit, look at some ideas there to take that forward. Um, and then... There's some other stuff kind of bubbling okay. away in the background okay. there as well. So, you know. so it well, sounds like we'll have an update later. Yeah, yeah. it sounds like maybe we'll, we'll do an update on this in six yeah. months. Well, there so. you go, to be continued. <laughs> <laughs> so recently, Hito Wido became, as far as I know, one of the first businesses to do business inside of Hito. Sure. Uh, which is different because Hito's always, you know, had everything in-house. Sure. Is that the first of a new generation of a way of doing business for Hito, or is that a one-off? I think, well, we, all, they all, we also had the Kama Sutra Palace. Oh, yes. and, okay. And, you know, that was another business within the business as well. Okay. And the, the boat, mm-hmm. Philip and his boat as well as another. So we're, we're not against doing something like that. It's very much a case of, like, is it a good fit? Right. You know, is a good fit. It's mm-hmm. a lifestyle. And, you know, we're a lifestyle brand, mm-hmm. and Hidoido is a lifestyle product. So... They're a good fit together, and we have to see, like, Hido Whedon is a baby, and it needs to sort of learn how to walk and talk and stuff and grow up a bit. And if it grows up into a good business, then, you know, it'll be a complement to what we do here. I think the future, you know, there is a tremendous... I, I said to you earlier, like, this is a really strong business. Now, I'm telling you, like, you could rub your crystal ball, and in five years' time, you could maybe say that, you know, this is such a strong business that you could do another mm-hmm. somewhere else and say, wow, that would be interesting. So, but first we've got to be sure we know what it is about. Mm-hmm. We know how to define it. We know how to sort of, we don't want to lose anything. I don't want anybody getting any way alarmed. We'd only do it is, you know, if we want to share the love, yeah. right? So, but we've got to be sure that we're confident and strong enough about what we're doing. And, you know, that we know what our values are. Mm-hmm. We know what the offer is. We know what we're going out to offer people. So, you know, there's a world of possibilities. Yeah. 
So I guess the, the last real question I have for you, and this is a bit of a tougher question, especially at this stage. Mm. Groups have a huge part in the identity of hedonism too. Sure. They have for a very long time. They accentuate, they expand, they enhance the experience yeah. for the guests. There have been movements in the past toward creating other avenues for people to come to hedonism, things like uh, you know, Club Hedo and things like that. Sure. What is your perspective on groups? My perspective is they are very much part of the business here, right? We, you know, nobody's not loving groups. And I know that I've heard that said before to me. Mm-hmm. And, and I just want to be really clear that that is never not going to be the case, that groups aren't a very big part of what we do here. Are there going to be other ways for people to book? Absolutely. Sure. Every other business in this business has multiple routes Sure. That people book. So it's about what you're at. I, you know, I realize that loads of people like being part of a group, mm-hmm. and it means the, the, that group is important to them. That's great. That's absolutely great. Mm-hmm. All we're about is creating sort of different avenues because, you know, when we talk about, like nothing stays the same, mm-hmm. and and this business and the resort and all the things we do in the resort have to evolve over time. You know, I'm sure there's guests who still probably wonder why we spent all the money on fixing the internet so that it's so good. Well, yeah. because you know what? At this time and juncture where the planet is, having good internet is a kind of important thing. Because it means podcasters can come and do shit hey, while we're here. <laughs> and, and so there's going to be new people who are going to want to come and join. And they're mm-hmm. going to have different kinds of expectations. And we've got to meet those expectations. But, you know, that groups are a huge fun part and the week we've been in look at the fantastic parties we've had oh, yeah. everybody in the resort benefits right the, the people in Club Edo the individual travellers they've all basked in all the fun and the entertainment that the groups have provided this week the staff have had a blast right yeah. so you know why wouldn't we want to keep that as part of what we do I mean I think groups to be honest are part of what makes Edo and you know that, that will never change I can never see that happen as a MC for a group, that's music to my ears. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. though my voice is completely shot at this point. But, uh, but you yeah, know, you, you guys help to make the party. So. Oh, that's our job. Yeah, and we love it. Great. We love every second of it. We do. Uh, so uh, I want to thank you for spending some time with us today and helping people get to know you. And I fully expect that we'll probably follow up and six months or so and, yeah. and just see how you're doing. Yeah, because, we'll be back in February. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you see me sort of locked in a storeroom somewhere, <laughs> foaming at the mouth, and, uh, bring you a you sandwich. Know it's all go- you know it's all gone badly. You know, we'll like, slide you snacks under the door. Yeah, that's it. That would be great. Yes. I really would. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dermot, sure. for doing this. And it's my absolute pleasure. Really nice. Thank you for thank you for being so gentle with a virgin. Oh. <laughs> You're not our first. Yes. Oh. <laughs> All right, folks. Mallory, you want to tell everybody how they can I find us? I can't. I'm laughing too hard. <laughs> We're Casual Swinger Everywhere. That's casualswinger.com. You can find us on Apple, uh, iTunes. I can't even think now. Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. Yeah. Um, listen to another yeah, episode. Figure to it out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Yeah. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. Welcome back to Casual Swinger. My name is Mickey. I'm trying to get out of a bad mood.
Hi, Mickey. I got something for you. Oh, by the way, I'm Mallory. Hi. Hi. Hello. I like your boobs. Thanks. I grew them myself from scratch. <laughs> <laughs> Original manufacturer equipment. Thank you yeah. very much. You didn't get them from your mama. No, I didn't. <laughs> please Just don't saying. make fun of my mom's boobs, please. Okay. Anyway. Hey, let's do a cocktail corner since we haven't done one in a while and it's Christmas time and everybody's going to be hanging out with family and needs to get drunk if their family's like mine. Yes, and especially around the holidays, I, as much as I love crafting cocktails, I don't like taking a lot of time and making it like a science experiment because I it, sometimes you just need to be a little down and dirty about it. Well, and we buy good booze and I don't like wasting it by making a shitty cocktail. That's <laughs> true, that's true. I like it when the cocktail highlights the booze and something we drink a lot of is whiskey and bourbon in this house, right? Mm -hmm. So I was thinking a spin, like a Christmas spin on an old-fashioned. Okay. So what do you think of a cranberry old-fashioned? Uh, first thought is... <laughs> No, it's delicious. Okay. I think we made them last Christmas. All or right, the Christmas let's hear it. Before. How do you make this thing? So the one thing you have to do is prep uh, the cranberry simple syrup. That's kind of like the key ingredient that gives it its its little spin. So you're actually going to get uh, some fresh cranberries. And what you're going to do is you're going to boil some water. Um, let me look and see. I made a note. It's two cups of water and one cup of sugar. So for simple mm -hmm. syrup, it's a it's a two to one ratio. Okay. And then you're going to add a cup of fresh cranberries. Now you can use frozen, but it's kind of, uh, you may have to level down the water a little bit because the frozen cranberries actually have a little more water than the fresh ones do. Mm -hmm. So you're going to boil that for about four to five minutes. Make sure all the sugar's dissolved. Then you're going to strain it. It'll be a nice, pretty pink color. And I use like the little mesh strainer like I do to get like chicken fat and whatever off the top of like, I don't know, when I boil soup. Um, you can use cheesecloth, um, but it will trap some of those sugars. So if you're... And you want those in there. And you and you want some of those. Yeah, you want all of that in there. But in a pinch, it'll, it'll still work. So you strain that and let it cool. And then you really make a standard old-fashioned. So you're going to want some quality bourbon. And I recommend bourbon versus rye since we're using a flavored simple syrup. The mm -hmm. rye will kind of diminish that cranberry flavor. So it's three ounces of quality bourbon. One ounce of the simple syrup that you made. And three shakes of the Angostura bitters. Is that how you say it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you garnish with an orange peel. So you'll take the glass, put ice, and you stir together the first three ingredients and if you um, use the orange peel, I like orange in, in mine. And what I do is I twist it so it kind of releases the oils. Mm -hmm. And then I set it on top of the bourbon. I don't necessarily mix it in because the oils will drip into the alcohol. And you'll get just a hint of it as you sip. And you can even like rim the glass with it. Hmm. Yeah. And then you can also like garnish with like a little stick with some cranberries and fresh rosemary. And bam. bam. You're festive as fuck. Festive as And a little tipsy. And since it's an old-fashioned, you get a hand job after. Really? Well, oh. I guess I can two-fisted. I got a drink in one hand. I got a free one. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, guys, this has been a weird, fun Christmas episode where we one? introduced the new boss for Hedonism 2. Hedonism's new boss is Dermot DeLucre. We hope you enjoyed talking to him or hearing us talk to him anyway. Yeah, was, I uh, did. Kind of, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed being in his office and spending time with him. And I hope everybody else does too. And if you happen to get your ass down to Hedonism in 2021, make sure to go say hi. He wants you to. He wants you to come up and introduce yourself. He, he wants to hear your story. Yeah, he wants to get to know you. 
Yeah, so pretty neat stuff. We love it. Mallory, why don't you tell everybody where to find us? We'll get out of here and let everybody hear that fun ad we did for Unique Condoms here <laughs> on the end of the episode. Awesome. Hey, thanks, you guys, uh, again, for your patience and supporting us. We are Casual Swinger everywhere. You can find us at casualswinger.com. Message us podcast at Casual Swinger if you have any questions. You can also give us a review on iTunes if you like. And you can also locate us on the social media, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, I think that's it, and the dating sites, Double Date Nation, Cassidy, SLS, SDC, and Quiver. Yeah, you are a little rusty. I am. That's all right. You still look cute. Thanks. (laughs) All right, everybody. Merry Christmas to your family from ours. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. All right, Mallory, seriously, I am done with condoms. Uh, Hold on there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's your issue with condoms? Well, they stink. Mm -hmm. I can't feel anything. Okay. And I always break the damn things. Okay, so apparently you haven't been listening lately. Have you not heard of unique condoms? Clearly not. Okay, this is going to be revolutionary for you. As swingers, this is a game changer. These things are three times stronger, three times thinner than traditional latex condoms. They're vegan friendly. They don't smell. And you can use any lube with them without degrading the product. Are they made by leprechauns and they're magical? They are magical, but I don't believe they're made by leprechauns. Holy moly. So a condom where I can actually feel my partner. Can I feel my partner's body heat? Yes, you can. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what's really neat about these is they adhere right to your skin with your body heat. And they're cute. They have a little skirt. Wow. What's the skirt for? (laughs) So the skirt's actually to protect skin-to-skin contact, unlike latex condoms. See, what you're saying is these are Mallory approved. Yes, they're definitely Mallory approved. And I think they're Mickey approved, too. I think they will be. Where can I find them? So the unique condoms are only sold on casualtoys.com. So come visit us and check them out. Pick your size and have some fun. I think that's exactly what we're going to go do. Yay.